Okay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the church service here today, uh, the uh, video program that we'll be recording here. I want to talk about gifts and inadequacies, particularly your gifts and your inadequacies, or my gifts and your and my inadequacies. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let me say that again. Yeah, my gift and your inadequacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> gifts are are. Uh, identifiable because often they are front and center. You know, you, you recognize someone has a gift because uh, often if you have a gift, they will put you up maybe on a pedestal or up front or something like that. Sometimes other gifts are not as visible. You know, you, you have people have different gifts in the church and so often we don't maybe recognize and identify all of those gifts, but we should. But, uh, you know, and I think of, okay, I think, okay, identifiable gifts. I think of Alicia leading singing. She has a very beautiful voice. She does a great job at that. Okay, that's a gift. I think of Teresa playing the keyboard. Again, a gift. I think of Sandy. I know about him. He's a prayer warrior. He takes those names. And then there's, it's not just Sandy. There's other people that do this also. But uh, I, I don't take all of these names and go over them. Uh, hey, I'm being honest with you. But Sandy will take these prayer requests and he will, you know, go to God on a regular basis, praying over every one of these people that are mentioned here. Okay, that's a gift. I think uh, we've got people like Nancy, who is a natural, she's never met a stranger. So she's a, a greeter. And you need that, uh, people that, you know, greet new people. So, you know, you obviously see these gifts. Uh, often gifts are front and center. Maybe they're put on a pedestal and you say, oh, yeah, that person is gifted. However, inadequacies are not as easily identified. For one, we don't talk about them. You know, I, I want to tell you about my inadequacies. I'm going to tell you about what I'm not good at. Although I'm going to do this a little bit today. <laughs> you know, it's like 20 years I've known you and I didn't know that you were like that. I didn't know you had that weakness. I'm just, I thought you were, everything about you was great or whatever, but I didn't know you were weak in that area. Uh, our own inadequacies, we don't talk about them, do we? You know, we sort of keep it a secret. You know, I'm not going to tell you about that stuff. We don't share that with, uh, with others, and often we find out the hard way that this person, uh, you know, is not, has a weakness or whatever. Now, in uh, James 5 and verse 16, tells us something about our inadequacies, our weaknesses. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. I've often wondered, is there a connection there with confessing our faults and being healed? Seems to be. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Not only are we not to hide our inadequacies, we are to discuss them. We are to let others know about them, that I have some issues here. I have some weaknesses. I'm not good at this. Okay, there's many things that I am good at, but I'm not good at these areas right here. Uh, 
you know, it's like, hey, you may not know this about me, but I got this weakness. <laughs> I got this issue. This is something I'm not good at. Now, have you ever met a person who thought they were good at everything? I met a lot of people like that. I met people like that in church. They really, I mean, you, you could go to them and you could say, I want you to, you know, I can sing, I can dance, I can lead the song service, I can give the sermon, sermonette, I can close with prayer, I can do it all. And if you let them do it, they would think they could do it all. Uh, <laughs> in their world, there are no inadequacies. And often the way you identify that with a person is, you know, if, if you think you have no inadequacies, is you can't say no. You can't, whatever someone asks you to do, yeah, I can do that. I want you to build a rocket ship. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, you know, just, they, they will agree to do everything. Uh, they can't say no. And often they are, are always overcommitting themselves because they believe they're good at everything. And everything that, every person that comes along and says, can you do this? They agree to it. Yeah, I can do that. Confess your faults one to another. Confess your faults one to another. Now, in the body of Christ, we need to praise the gifts that people have. But I think also it's equally important to identify the inadequacies that people have and to be aware of them. We need to praise the gift, but also realize that while we're all gifted, we also have inadequacies. In 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 15, let's take a look at this. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 15. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 15. It says, If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it pleased him. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now are they many members, yet but one body. I'm talking about the body of Christ here. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more these members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. So it's a, it's a unique analogy that the Bible gives here. Uh, in other words, the foot saying to the hand, hand, you can't run a marathon like I can. Doesn't make any sense. It's not... It's not the hand's job to run a marathon. Uh, the hand saying to the foot, foot, you can't draw beautiful pictures like I can. No, that's not the foot. The foot is, you know, is inadequate in that area. That's not what he's about. That's what it's about, whatever. Now, should the hand be condemning, condemned for not running a marathon? No. And that's an inadequacy of the hand. Should the foot be condemned for not drawing beautiful pictures? No, that's an inadequacy of the foot. I think the focus should be to praise the gifts that we all have and to clearly identify our inadequacies. 
why, why do I say that? Clearly identify each other's inadequacies. If we don't do that, if we don't do this, identify each other's inadequacies, we will expect the foot to draw beautiful pictures. We will expect the hand to run a marathon, let's say, if we don't identify our inadequacies. It was Ron Dart that one time said, and I thought it was good, it was encouraging for me as a minister. minister. He said, a man may be a good minister, great people person, but not a good speaker. In other words, when he gets behind the pulpit, he has a hard time conveying a message. Or, on the other hand, a man may be a good speaker, but not a good minister. He's not, he's not a good people person. Well, these are all gifts and inadequacies that we have. And if all you do is focus on what you're not good at, you know, all you will ever achieve is mediocrity. If you just focus on what you're not good, you should focus on your strong points as a person. Um, I have a niece. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. To kind of, I have a niece that's Olivia. That's always, you know, they were there yesterday, yesterday, uh, last night, and uh, we had some people over, and and, and my cat, Renegade. He doesn't like people. And he sort of scrunches down and takes off out the door. And, and Olivia said, David, that cat's just like you. <laughs> and Because uh, <laughs> well, we've kidded with each other. I said, I'm, I'm not a people person. I, I, don't, I could move up into the mountains, become a hermit, never see another person, be totally content. She said, that cat's just like you. And it, you ever notice that? That not only do we start looking like our animals, they act, we actually share the same behavior. I mean, it's the, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Uh, same characteristics. You know, my cat is just like me. You know? And uh, another, uh, I lost my, But uh, anyway, she, uh, she also, Olivia one time was talking to uh, Mike Gallimore, who is the minister uh, used to, uh, that preaches at the church, uh, Boone's Chapel Church, yeah. And uh, he, he, Mike knows that I'm a minister also, and Olivia was talking to him one time and said, uh, said yeah, David, uh, David's not a people person. So he doesn't really like being around people. And, and, and Mike said, well, he's in the wrong line of business. <laughs> Talking about ministry. And, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I, it has always bugged me. Um, this, is, <laughs> this issue is always really, because I realize I, I'm not a people person. And there's a lot of things I just don't do well around people. And, and uh Hospitals. I have to drag myself into a hospital to, to visit someone sick. I mean, I have to work up a mental thing to even do it. And I feel so inadequate when I go in there and see a sick person. You know? Um, weddings. I don't like doing weddings. Never have. In fact, someone just recently asked me to do a wedding. I said, I, I really don't do those anymore. Uh, 
I might would do it inside the church, but I, I don't, outside the church, I don't do weddings. Um, one reason I don't like them that well is because 50% of them end in a divorce. How excited can you get about that? I mean, it's like if, if you were building a house and you knew it was a 50% chance that when you nailed that last shingle on, the whole thing would fall flat. How excited would you get about building houses? So I, I don't like doing weddings. I hate funerals. Can't stand them. I've done them, but I, I feel so inadequate. And let me tell you why I feel inadequate. I don't really know the person. I, I mean, yeah, I can preach the scriptures about the state of the dead, but on an intimate level, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that person. And I can't really share what I feel. Every funeral I ever did, I beat myself up and say, David, you just blotched that funeral. Because I just didn't really know the person that well. So, I, I have never, here it is. I have never looked at myself as minister material. <laughs> I mean, when, when they sent me out to Tyler, Texas for some schooling, I thought, why am I driving halfway across the United States of America uh, uh, for, for ministry? I've never considered myself minister material. Now, what, what am I good at? Well, I'm good at what I call non-personal evangelism. It's what I do. When I say non-personal, I'm not talking about personal evangelism. I'm not good at that. One-on-one, -on -one, I can't even remember my name, hardly. Uh, but non-personal is Facebook, YouTube, GodTube, all the outlets that I use. It's non-personal. I keep my distance, and I like it that way because it's non-personal. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I can come here and give a sermon. Okay? I can provide you with a building that keep it up and do stuff like that. But, uh, you know, uh, the word of evangelist is he's not over. It means that a person who is not over, he's not over a church. He's not a minister of a church. An evangelist is not. I like that. That's, uh, that fits me better. So, um, and of course, one of my biggest issues about ministry is if I was really, really, if I was really minister material, if I was really good, good at, good at it, you would never be able to meet people's expectations of you. Not in a million years. You can't. If you're, really, if you're the best Christian out there, you will not be able to meet people's expectations of you. You know, sooner or later, man will let you down. That's just the way it is. Just, just the way it is. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about inadequacies because uh, in dealing with them and just share this with the church here. You know, <coughs> sometimes I look at people's inadequacies and, and I just realize, okay, they're, they're not good at that. Don't, 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 don't sweat it. They're just not good at that, that area. We had, uh, we've had a lot of people visit this church and a lot of them don't stick, but they do visit. And we had a guy one time coming for about a year. And, and I noticed that there were some people that would never even acknowledge that he existed. You know, just, just some people have a hard time introducing themselves. You know, hi, I'm so-and-so. They, they, they can't 
It's a weakness. They can't walk up to a stranger and just introduce it. Some people, it, maybe they were rejected when they did it. There may be a reason for it, but I look at it as a weakness. You know? uh, I don't have a problem introducing myself to a stranger. It's just that I don't have anything to say once I introduce myself. You know? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, now that the small talk is over with, let me get back to work. You know? um, but, uh, but I, you know... You just have to accept this, that, that there are some people that are good at things. You know, thank, thank, thank goodness we had Nancy back then who would always <laughs> greet everybody. Uh, <clears throat> what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so we should praise each other's gifts. Uh, and, and we should praise... And, and, and I want to look at this as praising uh, others' gifts, but also receiving that praise from others is very valuable. What the power of praise can do. I want to look at eight things that the power of, of praise can do. Number one, praise, now think about receiving praise. Praise gets, us, gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. It's a very true statement. You know, it helps us to redirect that. Uh, because we can be beating ourselves up, but if someone comes along and, and lifts us up, it helps us focus off ourselves and back on God. Praise, number two, praise brings us to a place of humility. It can be humbling when someone encourages, uh, gives you praise. As you can think, I don't deserve that. Uh, <laughs> three, praise makes the enemy flee. I like that. Four, praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. Number five, praise makes room for God's blessing over our lives. Praise, number six, invites his presence. That's the presence of God into our life. Uh, number seven, our spirits are refreshed and renewed in his presence. Uh, number eight, it paves the way for God's power to be displayed where miracles can happen. That's all the power of praise. Uh, I can give you a copy of that if you want to write that down. But uh. <laughs> So I think about why your gift is so important and why we should focus on our gifts, build your strong points, but why is your gift, and use our gifts, why is it so important? Because it, it really, the reason your gifts are so important, important is that it picks up the slack of other people who are inadequate in areas. You pick up the slack. You know? That's a powerful concept. Because we all have different gifts and we all have our inadequacies. So the reason this is so important is it picks up the slack of others who are inadequate. <coughs> we should praise each other's gifts and accept the inadequacies that each of us have. And to me, that is probably the only way that the body of Christ can get along with one another if we do that. All right, that was a short message, but I'm through. <laughs>